What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Playing Rotation Podcast. CJ Longboy, Ryan Eisendrath, Jack Calhoun, and Scott Jackson here with you today. Uh, today is Monday, November 23rd. Uh, we are about a one year, not one year, one month away from the NBA season getting going. So today we decided we're going to cover the NBA draft that happened this past week and all the uh, free agent moves slash trades that we've uh, seen to this point. So uh, first of all, how are you guys doing today on this on this Sunday? I mean, I'm live from OC, so I'm feeling good, baby. Welcome back, by the way. Welcome back down to Irvine, spending yes, some time sir. with the family. Yes, sir. Going to be down here all week. That's good. Change of scenery. Oh, yeah. It'll be nice. Scotty, you want to go you ahead know, and scream your... Uh... I feel really good, you know? You know, I'm on those winning vibes, winning <laughs> vibes, undefeated. You know what I mean? You know what I'm talking about? Actually, nah, you don't know what I'm talking about. Because <laughs> y'all ain't 10 and 0. I, my team is 10 and 0. You guys are not. The I feel spirit. good. I feel good. Our ten and zero. Ten and zero. Jack, how are you feeling today? Uh, you know, good. Uh, I don't really have anything to brag about as far as teams wise, but the fact oh. that UCLA actually put up a fight up against Oregon, it looked. Yeah, good. that was impressive. You guys nervous at all? I mean, uh, defense looking a little suspect. Dude, I, well, was, I was. I was driving home. I had the game on my phone. Like I kept peeking back and forth. I was like, "Good lord." That's the, not safe, Ryan. UCLA running back is real nice. I like him a lot. Dimitri Felton? Yeah, he's, yeah, he's yeah. nice. But we lost We lost Noah Sewell. He's probably out for the season. So that's two of our three top uh, five-star recruits that are out for the year. Yeah. USC, uh, we still playing. We still, you know, plugging along with Clay Helton as our head coach. 3-0, and but ugly 3-0. and But 3-0 and is 3-0, and I guess. Uh, yeah, a win's a win. A win's a win. We'll take it. Wee! <laughs> All right. Let's get into the NBA. Um, yeah, let's get down to business. The NBA uh, draft was on, I believe it was Wednesday or Thursday. Wednesday um, night. Wednesday night. Thank you, Ryan. Uh, you know, this draft class, I don't know what it what it was, but I really don't know too much about the draft prospects this year. I don't know if it's because we're getting old or if it's because March Madness didn't happen, so we really didn't get to know more about the players. You know, what do you guys think? About the process, about the class as a whole, I think I think it was March Madness and like with COVID and stuff. Didn't the draft get pushed back a little bit? Like usually, oh, it's in yeah, like, of course. Usually it's in like April or like June. I think sorry, June April, NFL. Yeah, usually it's in like June. So I just think there's just a big time gap and not really knowing what's going on and with COVID and the NBA and stuff. I think it just kind of had people a little bit disinterested in in everything. I can agree with that, and also I think also. Um, I if you I think it was this past year, right, where honestly college basketball was so up for grabs. Yeah, that's like, a good point. There wasn't any team that was standing out like completely that was like they're a title contender. There mm-hmm. wasn't any team you could say they're for sure making it to the final four. Every single week was like number one. I think we had what? Probably like ten different number one teams. Yeah. I think I'm exaggerating a little bit, but every time there was a new number one, they lost like that yeah. Tuesday or Wednesday. So I think that just didn't provide us with any standout players that we just like thought like, oh, this guy's like, this guy's amazing. So, and then plus, like you said, we had the disconnect. It was, it's been a long time. Normally you see the absolute superstars or the, you know, standouts show up in the tournament as well. So, you know, don't have anything fresh in our minds. So good point. I think that. All right. Well, because it's not a very uh, deep draft class, we'll just talk about, the top three picks because 
Um, you know, there's a lot of hype between a lot of hype behind these three guys. Going at number one, we got Anthony Edwards from Georgia, who's a six three guard. Very interesting prospect. Um, you know, you can tell Minnesota has a lot of faith in D'Angelo Russell, running point guard. Um, and you know, they added a, a shooting guard here, so they have a nice little young core between him, Anthony Edwards. I mean, so between Anthony Edwards, D'Angelo, and Carl Anthony Towns. Do you guys have any thoughts on Anthony Edwards? I mean, he's kind of like we didn't get to watch a lot. I didn't get to watch a lot of him personally, but I think he's nice. I think he plays a lot like Dwayne Wade, and I think that that's where a lot of scouts have him. Like that's like his uh his look like yeah comparison. So he's I think he's gonna be. I think he'll be nice. He was throwing uh, shade at Damian Lillard too, saying he can't rap, which I thought was kind of oh funny, man. But... This guy, this guy in his interviews has been like going off. He's been like saying, I think in one of his interviews he said like, "Oh, uh, I don't even like basketball like that," and I was just like, "What?" <laughs> I don't know how I feel about that. Because- I mean, because he was a football player. He's putting a target on his back, but, you know. There was a comparison with him and LaMelo. LaMelo's like, oh, I was made for this. Like, I I absolutely have dreamed about this. Anthony Edwards is like, dude, I don't even watch basketball. Like, I don't even like <laughs> basketball. Bro, I don't know how I feel about that because Minnesota is known for drafting guys that don't really work hard. You know what I mean? Like, Andrew yeah, Wiggins, bro. perfect example. That was the number one pick, wasn't that? Yeah, and- Wiggins. Carl Anthony Towns, too. No work ethic. Yeah, I don't Dude, know. I think you know the the worst the like his the worst case scenario is he becomes like Dude, Josh Jackson, dumb, like high high prospect. Josh Jackson was now, is, is this guy more athletic? He's like he's like a all around good player. He can shoot. He can dribble. He's quick. He's he's literally like a Dwayne Wade. If you like watch him play, mm-hmm. watch like some highlights, and he's super explosive. Yeah, yeah. At number two, we got uh, James Wiseman. This guy was um, screwed over by the uh, NCAA. You know, we got some. Harsh feelings about the NCAA. Anyways, James Wiseman's like an offensive-minded uh, center, something that Golden State really hasn't had because you know Golden State builds around their their, their shooting guards, you know Stephen Clay. But um, you know with Clay's injury that we'll talk more about later, he I think he becomes the second best player. Um, you know he's skilled, long arms. I think he I, I think he has to step into that role as the second best player. I think he has to have a rookie of the year type um, performances this year. That's quite a quite a uh, um, ex- that's pretty high expectations for him. Yeah, dang. I think with that roster and like that fast paced offense, I feel like he fits that offense perfectly because he can stretch the floor too. Yeah, he's super skilled as well. He's like a Chris Bosh, Chris Bosh, lefty too. Yeah. yeah. And I think this uh, this prospect here, I think a lot of us are, yeah, I think we're excited to talk about this one because. Um, you know, he's the most popular player in the draft. We have a, some, we might have some conflicting opinions here. So we got Lamelo Ball at number three, drafted to Charlotte. Um, it's crazy because uh, we watched him, and I don't want to say this because you know we're not too much, that much older than him, but we kind of watched him grow up. You know, from his freshman freshman year at Chino Hills. You know, we all know the story with the Ball family. Um, but I really don't think that Lamelo is going to be like Lonzo. I think Lonzo kind of. You think he's gonna be better or worse? I think better. I think I think you know, he's gonna be way better. I think he's gonna be way better. Lavar kept saying, "Oh, Lamelo will be the best one," and you know, you kind of had that expectation. He was like a little baby, um, and you kind of had that expectation. But um, I don't think he's gonna be like his brother. I think he'll come in ready. I think he's gonna have a rookie of the year type season. I mean, this guy's been playing professional ball in Lithuania at sixteen. And then yeah. he played in Australia at 18. I think that helped him mature too and like grow up and become professional. Yeah. Because like coming out of that family, it could be, I feel like it could be tough 
getting put into the spotlight. I mean, we kind of saw what happened with Lonzo. Couldn't really handle the spotlight in LA. Yeah. And- I don't know, though. I feel like he, they've had the spotlight on them since high school. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? So I feel like they've always been, they've always had like that notor, what is it, notability? Notoriety. Notoriety. They've used always to been watch real popular. in high school just chuck up shots from like half court and like not even run back on defense. So like just being a professional is what I'm saying is like him going to Europe and like Australia is probably the best one for his career. Yeah, yeah. For sure, matured him. Yeah. So here's that. the thing like with Melo, uh, or with Lonzo rather, I feel like LeVar was running the show in, in Lonzo's career. Yeah. With LaMelo, LeVar hired. Lavar hired a trainer to mentor Melo through like, you know, high school and it's the professional level. Um, and I think Lavar's kind of taken a step back. And that's why you kind of see Lamelo off the floor. He's more mature. He's more refined in his game because he's played professionally and he's been around pros. You know, I think, I think he's going to come in more ready than Lonzo ever was because Lonzo, you know, who's the older child here? Jack, you're an older child. Scott, you're an older child. I'm the oldest in my family. Like we're the test dummies in the family. So Lonzo <laughs> kind of had, you know, he was the guinea pig. You know, he had to go through, you know, all the trials and the tribulations. And, and you know, I think Melo's just going to feed off of, uh, as, as weird as it sounds, he's going to feed off his brother's mistakes. I think he's just going to come in ready, yeah. rookie of the year type season. I think he, I think he's the next coming of Magic Johnson. I think he is oh, so nice. Here, bro. I'm oh, telling you, bro, I think he is so nice. I've been watching this kid literally since freshman year. Like, I would watch his this kid's highlights. And I've followed him through freaking Lithuania all the way to Australia. So I think this kid's going to be freaking nice. With me, uh, when you watch Lonzo's UCLA highlights, right, it's mostly transition and then like some spot-up threes at the college level. Spot-up threes. I know you can't really shoot right right now at the NBA, but the college level he was knocking down. LaMelo, when you watch his Australia highlights, right, he's more – he plays in transition as well, but he's he's more half-court. He can play off the pick-and-roll really, really well. you know, he just does it a lot better. And I think, you know, when you watch the ball family in Chino Hills, it was just ragtag, like backyard, jungle ball, unorthodox style of play. But LaMelo, he kind of adapted to a different style of play, more mature style of play. And he's been playing pro since he was like 16. So, um, you know, I think big things are in his future. So is he is he a very well-rounded point guard then? Like, is he a, is he a good passer? Like, is... What like what would you say yeah. his strongest? What was what is his strongest? He's a playmaker. Playmaker. I think I think his style of play honestly fits the NBA very well. Yeah. Like the style of play that he's adapted, it's like, I mean, I don't I don't think he's going to be as good as like a Luca, but like we can we're going to see some comparisons of like that transition of like when Luca came over, it was just like easy for him. Like we're going to see some things for Lamelo that are just going to be easy for him. Yeah. So what kind of level do you guys think he's going to be? He's going to be just. Like a MCW, like a Michael Carter Williams or Lonzo, or do you think he'll be like a multi-time All Star? Uh, I think. I mean, I told you, I think this kid's elite. Like, <laughs> I really do believe that he's like the One next Magic Johnson. And I'm not just, I'm not making this I up. Mean, bro. Yeah. I'm not making this up. He has the followers. He's been in the spotlight. People are gonna want to play with him, unlike Kemba. Like he's gonna Whoa! take the team to the playoffs multiple years within eight years, not just like once or once or twice. You know what I mean? He'll make the playoffs more than three times in eight years. But like Lamelo already has a better yeah. roster. Yeah, you already have. First of all, yeah, Jack. Let it him, became let personal. Him huh? <laughs> I'm just saying, he already, he already has a better roster. Let him know. Give him a history lesson. Uh, that's all that I'm, I'm just giving you a history game. lesson. I'm, I'm just already <laughs> saying that Lamelo has a better roster. That's all I'm going to say on that issue. Blame it on the roster, yeah. Bro, come on. 
He's my pick for rookie we of the had, year. We had this discussion. We don't need to go back to it. But yeah, let's yeah, let's let that rest. I think Lamelo's ceiling is like like a multiple time All Star. Like he'll be a recurring All Star. Yeah, same here. I don't think he's going to be the next coming of Magic Johnson. <laughs> Scotty is premature comparison. I can see potential from miles away. All right. Do, do I think that he has the opportunity to be a star in the NBA? Yeah. Yeah, but like I don't I'm not gonna go as far to say this man's about to make the Hall of Fame like first ballot. He hasn't <laughs> he even played a game, a game yet. First right. of all first of all, when did he become six eight? Yeah. When did he grow to be six eight, man? What was Lavar feeding him? Man hit puberty at like nineteen. Big baller steroids. <laughs> no, I'm just playing. But um let's tra- <laughs> let's transition into uh you know what's kind of keeping us up on our phones, engaged on our Twitters. Uh, the NBA free agency period kicked off uh, the back end of last week. Uh, we have a few topics to cover here, so let's just get right to it. With uh, my hometown, Los Angeles Lakers. Scotty, yours too. Mm-hmm. I think they're having the best. I think they have the a top two off season. I think them in Portland have had really good off seasons. Um, but yeah, you know, let's talk about Let's talk about the Lakers real quick. Dennis Schroeder, Scotty, what do you, you know, how does, what does that, what does that trade make you feel as a, as so, a Laker fan? I'm really excited because the number one thing when watching the Lakers is that we're really not a half court offense. We we score a lot of our points in transition, and I feel like with the addition of Dennis Schroeder, that this will, he will be our true number one, our true number three. Yes. Like on our yeah. team. It won't be like up in the air, Kuz one night, KCP the other night, Rondo. I think Dennis Schroeder's are for sure 15 to 20 points a game. And I feel like he will uh really help our help our team, whether he's coming off the bench or if he's starting. So I had that point written down too. But with me, I think what what I think what really, you know, catches my eye is the fact that um, you know, what really frustrated me last year was there were times in the regular season where LeBron would be really passive. And, you know, we oh, saw yeah. that against the Clippers and all that. The very and, first game. Yeah, I yeah. was like, this is not going to win us a championship. Yeah, we saw that in the bubble a little bit, like, against the Clippers, too, in that one regular season game. But uh, what I like about Schroeder is the fact that, yeah, you, yes, you get your guaranteed third option, 20 points off the game, six or second in six-man-of-the-year voting, and he shot 39% mm-hmm. from three. So, you know, you get your guaranteed third. And then he's actually – he's also younger than Rondo – and he's more consistent, I think, than Rondo was. Rondo in the playoffs was great, but yeah. you know, long term, he's younger. Um, I think uh, the what really catches my eye is that you take the ball out of LeBron James's hands, and he doesn't have to play point anymore. So, um, you know, he's a point guard. You can have LeBron go back to his three position, the small forward position. I think that really helps. Yeah, for longevity reasons too. Yeah, Ryan and Jack. Thoughts. I, I I honestly think it's a very good pickup. Dennis Schroeder yeah. is a very good player. He was a he was really important to that OKC roster. Yeah, and I'm gonna add this in really quick. I feel bad for OKC. They're losing a lot Again, of bodies. Bro. I think Again. they lost them. Um, they lost like their entire team. Yeah, they have Shea though. <laughs> you're forgetting. Hmm. They have like every pick in the next few drafts. Yeah, they so. do. They do. They do. But <laughs> that was just that was just a side note. That was just a side note. But yeah. other than that, Schroeder, very good, very good pickup for the Lakers. Honestly, sad. I hate to say That's it. No cap. The Lakers, obviously. Hey, but, gang. You know. but what is your team, Jack? Are you a Celtics fan? No, I'm a Kings fan. 
Are you actually? Yeah, made him, me and CJ made him pick yeah. a team like last year, two years ago. Oh, Jack, you can you can you I can flip like your team. Jack, you no, can switch your team. No, we can't. Um, no, we can't. Start the season. <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm, I'm sticking with the free agent. The king. The kings are coming up, man. The kings right. are coming up. All right. Uh, Wes Matthews was a good pickup to shooter. People say it's an upgrade to Danny Green. I'm not sure. I think I think Wes Matthews has more potential uh, than Danny Green. Like Danny Green is dead ass a know, shooter. That's it. Not even a shooter, bro. <laughs> There's so many times he couldn't do anything, man. <laughs> Just Danny he was Green. so frustrating to watch, man. He was so yeah. frustrating. He could play defense though. Like he yeah. was a good defensive player. He knocked down like a couple threes a game, if that. But I think Wes Matthews is nice. I like that. And the most surprising acquisition, I think, to this point, no matter what team you're following. Yeah, uh, Montrez Harrell goes across the locker room and says, "I want to be a Los Angeles Laker." Yeah, um, that was pretty surprising. Very uh, surprising. Think, you know, Trez was very disappointing in the playoffs this year, but you know, with LeBron and AD there, I think you can get a lot out of him. You know, I think two years ago when he was playing Golden Golden State, he looked really good. He looked like a star. Um, and I think if if uh, LeBron and AD can get the most out of Rondo and Dwight, like like, like they did this past year. I'm sure they can get 2018 Montrez back. So uh, I really like the move. You know, the, you, people knocked on Trez for not playing defense, but he was guarding Jokic, who was a lot taller than he is. But you have AD for that now. So um, it's a good I mean, pickup. There's a reason why he's the reigning sixth man of the year, you know? Like he was yeah. doing this stuff in the regular season too. It didn't really translate in the bubble. But – and I, I guess you can like call that the recency bias. Like we saw that in the bi- in the bubble that he wasn't playing as well as he was in the regular season. So a lot of people kind of just like were shitting on him. You know what I mean? Yeah, I feel that. Yeah. Marcus all too, uh, replacing JaVale McGee. So veteran presence guy can shoot really well. Shot 35% from three, six rebounds. So I don't know about know? that one. That one's yeah. real questionable to me. Questionable. I really did not like Like that. that's a solid player to come off. Again. He might have to well, start. He might have to start with that lineup. Like I kind of like it. Yeah. If we can get boogie though. Oh, yeah. if we can get boogie, that's when, that's when it'll get scary. That's when you get excited. Lakers are four. All right. Yep. Now we got some sad news here. Klay uh, Thompson tore his Achilles earlier this week. Um, no matter how much you hate the Warriors or love them, like no matter, a lot of people hate the Warriors. It's 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 a known fact. You know they're really good at basketball. So it's just people just like to hate on the Warriors. No matter how much you hate them, you can't hate Klay. Klay is just he's a good guy off the court. Um, you know what he's done for that team during their dynasty. He plays both ways. He plays through injury. He's very unselfish. You know, this hurts no matter who you are. I know that Jack, this, you know, this, you were kind of upset about this one. Yeah, I mean, I, I, you know, you always hate to see players go down, but Clay, I love the guy. I mean, he's he's from he's from Orange County too. He played yeah. at Santa Margarita. You know, he's a hometown kid. Uh, he, you know, he's a competitor. That yeah. guy is elite. You know, he he steps up to the plate when he needs to. He's one of he's top three two way players in the league right now. Um, yeah, I mean amazing defender so that's probably you know that that's a huge huge uh you know role to fill for that Warriors team they missed out on a lot for him this year I hope he can come back Achilles and ACL is Achilles is even tougher than the ACL I feel like well just the fact that it's on top of each other so and he's missing he's missing two whole years of basketball as well so that's that's tough to come back from. I doubt we're going to see the same defender we we've seen. He's probably going to be stepped down. But as far as obviously catch and shoot, he never really jumped that high to begin with. Honestly, he had such a smooth jumper. I don't think that's going to be affected at all. 
I mean, what one game he had 60 points with 11 dribbles. So, you know, we know that Steph and the offense will create the shots for him. Mm-hmm. But I don't think he's going to be guarding the best player, obviously, anymore. It, that's going to have to step. I mean, I don't know. Maybe they'll end up, uh, what is it, Wiggins? Yeah, Wiggins, Wiggins Kelly Oubre. They'll develop those two players because Clay wasn't a wasn't a, a defensive guy coming into the league. He was yeah. he he adapted into becoming an elite defender. So who knows? Maybe maybe we'll get Clay in the gym and have him coach those guys while he's out. I don't know, That's but uh, we'll see where the Warriors go. Uh, I'm expecting a slow start to the season for them. Uh, you know, adapting without one of your best players is always tough. So. We'll see. I think Kelly Oubre was a huge pickup for them because he's a really good two-way player and you can stretch the floor. Um, I think that Andrew Wiggins, I think him coming to the Warriors will revive his career just because Ooh. just because Steve Kerr is the coach that he is, championship coach. They've made it to the finals, what, five straight years? Five out of the last six years. I think that he's not going to he, he, I think that Andrew Wiggins has to bring his his A game every every practice. You know what I mean? I feel that, Ryan. Scott, I want to touch on that uh, that Kelly Oubre point you brought up because I I've watched. You think him he's play. cute, huh? No, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, I watched him play in in Phoenix for a couple years, and uh, you know it'll be interesting to see how he fits in this this Warrior system because he's he's very much of a me type player like when he when he's the ball in his hands he's not passing like he's looking to score he's looking to score um and you know that warriors offense it's not as much as a celtics oriented like team ball but there is a lot of a team ball sense and urgency like hey like give up the ball if you need to like yeah. don't force a shot and he's very much like i'm trying to get my bucket um so I think I think it was a good pickup because like he's he's definitely a stud on the basketball court, but I think it'll be interesting to see how he transitions and fits into that into that team and that system. He's really gonna have, I think gonna have to like take a step back and be like, all right, like like I gotta I gotta do what's best for the team. With Clay out, I'm curious, like really quickly, you guys tell me, do they make the playoffs still, and what seed do they snag? Scott, you go first. I have him as like a seven or eight seed. Sheesh. Okay, Jack. Um, they definitely make the playoffs. It's like I said. I think it's a slow start because I think they're gonna. Have, they have obviously some adaption to make. I think they end up landing like a five. Okay. Same. I'm with Ryan? Scott. I'm thinking seven, eight seed. Because I can tell you my eight right now, and we can debate that. <laughs> I got. I got six. I got six. I just, they just look like a six seed. I mean, defensively they'll be fine. Offensively, Steph's gonna have to carry the load. James Wise was gonna have to step up, but six seed for me. Uh, I think Steve Kerr is still a really good coach. Steph healthy. I think they're gonna play the season for Clay. I think they'll 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 hit another gear. Um, we'll we'll get MVP type seat Steph, MVP season type Steph back. So you heard that, Ryan? That would make for some fun. That's basketball. a bold claim. Yeah, I'm I'm just excited to see how how the Warriors do this year, honestly, because. I feel like a lot of my arguments against them really kind of line up with their team and everything they got going on this year. Not saying that they're a bad team or anything, just like my knocks that I made on Steve Kerr not being the second best coach in the league. All right, Ryan, you got to get energetic for this one. All right, ready? Chris Paul going to the Phoenix Suns. Your Phoenix Suns. Great pick, baby. Great freaking trade. That's what I like to hear. 
That is what I like <laughs> to hear. The Suns are back. We're a top talk four it. seed in the West next year. Or yeah, you heard it here first. We are a four? top four seed in the West <laughs> next year. Oh, baby, I'm excited. I have the Suns at like six or seven. Bro, y'all don't even know what's coming. DeAndre okay. Ayton's finally going to play a full season. D-Book is going to go <laughs> off. Jay Crowder adds, adds that defensive presence. Add some veteran leadership. Add some playoff experience. We got CP3 at the home. We saw what he did in OKC. Always oh, he, he translate. He's 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 got a better team in Phoenix. Always oh, got to do is what he did over there. Oh man, the Suns are looking good this year. So when I look at Phoenix, um, yeah, CP3 is a great move. Obviously, uh, coming off their bubble run, Phoenix is in playoff position. I think with Chris Paul there, you know, like Ryan said, you got to, you saw what they did in Oklahoma City, but. Uh, yeah, like you mentioned, DeAndre Ayton's an emerging star. If he can, if he can mature off the court, that's the big. That's the big thing because he got suspended earlier in the year yeah. and a other things. But um, Devin Booker, uh, here's here's a here's my assessment on D Book here because I don't know exactly where to put him um, in terms of the league's best because he hasn't been in that conversation because his team's been so bad. This is a big season for him. He's got Chris Paul there. Uh, we'll we'll get to see like where he is in his career, where he stacks up uh, among the among the best players in, in the NBA. Uh, yeah, Chris Paul will definitely help him. But I think this season predicates on how well those two get along, though. I think I think it's going to be big, just in the sense of Phoenix trying to keep Booker there for a very long time, because like you know he's been there long enough to where you know he want he wants to make the playoffs, he wants to compete. And they got they got kind of robbed in the in the bubble, but uh, you know it, it is what it is. They didn't perform in the regular season like they should have to put themselves in a position to make the playoffs. Um, and I think this year this year is going to be ginormous for them, dude. I think they're going to make the playoffs. I think you're going to see you're going to see some buzz in Phoenix. Book's going to finally not be like a substitute into the All Star game. Like I think we're really gonna see these, yeah. these young guys like emerge as stars, like true stars in the league, and and you know people are gonna people are gonna put some respect on the Suns again. The big thing is, I think Chris Paul will just show them like, hey, this is how you become. This is how you. This is how you win. This yeah. is how you're a winning professional in the NBA. So mm-hmm. he's definitely gonna um, bring the best out of all of them. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Jack, you want to touch on this? Oh no, I I agree with everything you guys have said. I think it's an excellent choice. At the same time, though, I kind of had my doubts as far as trading away a lot of the young guys. Um, but you know, you never know. I I think that obviously at the end of the day, CP3 is going to bring them. They will be a number four seed in the West, yes, sir. Uh, Western Conference. Uh, I saw wow, them that's high. very high. Yeah, bro. I, they Top will be number. They, 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 hey, you heard it from Ryan and I here Top first. Four seed. They're, I, I'm saying number four. They're not going to be any higher. They're not going to be any lower. They're number four. I mean, I've seen. I watched them play against the Clippers last year live. I mean, they are excellent team. An excellent team when healthy. They play great team. Ba- when they play great team basketball, which CP3 will do, you will see an excellent, excellent Suns team. Scotty, Better I'm curious. Who are the fourth? Who are the seven teams that you have above Phoenix? <laughs> so I got Lakers number one. <laughs> Clips number two, Denver number three, Portland number four. I have Dallas number five. I have Warriors number six, and then Suns seven, and then Utah eight. That fight for that eight spot's gonna be real tough though, because I think the Pelicans are up and coming too. Pelicans don't sleep on Memphis. Don't sleep on San Antonio. 
Never Don't sleep on sleep San Antonio. On the Suns, bro. You're gonna... I'm not sleeping on the Suns. I say they get in. I say they're definitely going to be like in. It. Yeah. You can, five, yeah, you can, five days. It could be number six. I, I can move them up yeah. one, but I don't know about four. <laughs> All right, let's talk about the other team in Los Angeles, the LA Clippers, really briefly, since none of us are Clipper fans here, and their little bro in LA. Uh, they really haven't had a very active offseason, but you know they did have one big signing, Serge Ibaka. Really quickly, what do you guys think this does for uh, the Clippers and, and their uh, redemption season? Nothing. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I think it's <laughs> of losing Harold. Like yeah. that's really all it does. Maybe Offense, maybe bring yeah. some like championship experience to the roster. Some like you know playoff outside of Kawhi. And they play together. the Clippers have a lot to prove. Yeah, Clippers have a lot to prove after what they did in the playoffs. Well, do the Clippers have a lot to prove, or does Paul George have a lot to prove? No, the, the Clippers, one hundred percent. The Clippers, new coaching staff too. Who's the coach? Lou. So with the Clippers. Or if we're looking at both seasons here, this season, this upcoming season, and last season, last season was supposed to be the Clippers season. I think. I think the yeah. Clippers were going to win it 100%. all because you get Kawhi coming off his chip. You got PG coming off an almost MVP, like third in MVP voting last year. Uh, and people knew Trez was going to bounce. Trez, oh well, like talking about last year, Trez was uh, coming off a strong year. Him, him, and Lou Will off the bench. That was supposed to be their year, and I think they just a lot of just wind came out of their sails this past year. And, you know, this season is going to come down to if Paul George can, you know, find himself again and be Paul George, uh, like MVP type Paul George. Um, that's what it's going to come down to. I don't think the surge move, the surge move is good. Good defensive player. You always need defense in the NBA, especially off the bench. But um, it's going to come down to their stars. I think Kawhi will bounce back. But can Paul George be there for the rest of his team? That's the question. Scott, do you have anything to add? No, I agree with you. All right. Moving on. Uh, here's a here's an interesting one because we're going to transition into max contracts pretty soon. But before we get to all, to all of that, here's another notable move here. Gordon Hayward signing to the Charlotte Hornets. We, I, we've already disagreed on this. We can go back and forth um, forever. But Gordon Hayward going to the Hornets, four years, $120 million. How do you guys feel about this move? Because this is pretty interesting Too to me. Money. Too much money. All right. Too much. I think I think it's I think it's a great signing for the Hornets. Do I think a hundred and twenty million dollars? That I'm not hundred percent confident about, in all honesty. Yeah. Do I think that Gordon Hayward can live up to that hype? A hundred percent. Like looking what he did before he got injured in Boston. Because like, dude, he signed a big contract and then he got hurt twice in Boston. Like he's been so injury plagued. Yeah. He's been very injury plagued that like he he hasn't had the opportunity to live up to the hype. And I think he's getting a fresh start. And if he can stay healthy, he a hundred percent great signing for Charlotte. Now, if he doesn't, then obviously it's gonna be bad. But I, I think it's a good signing. I think it helps bring more awareness to Charlotte, right? Like we're talking about Charlotte needs to become a franchise that people know about where they're making noise in the NBA, they're winning games. They sign LaMelo Ball, right? That's a perfect example. They sign Gordon Hayward, who should be an all-star every single year. Like, they're getting guys there to make it more attractive to play there. So I, I like the idea behind it. I think he's I think he's going to ball out. I think it's going to I think it's gonna be a good signing. Jack, let's hear it, man. You 100%. a big Hayward fan? Of course, yeah. Um, I agree with Ryan 100%. He just has to stay healthy. That's his main thing. This, this contract is 100% worth it for the Hornets. The guy, the guy is a fantastic basketball player. 
one of the best IQs in the game, has great decision-making. He can lead his team. He may be quiet, but he's definitely a leader out there on the court through his uh, ability to play team basketball and make smart decisions. Uh, he's been that way his entire career, even since Butler. I mean, the guy, the guy's a fantastic player. He just, you know, obviously had been plagued for a couple years in Boston, like Ryan said, but he's going to bounce back. He's going to be better than ever. And the guy's going to absolutely ball out. I mean, I, I think, I think a good comparison of it would be, okay, so look at Clay Thompson, right? He's signed like a hundred and what, $50 million contract or something like that. And then he's been, he's going to be out for two seasons. Do you guys think that his next contract is going to be worth over a hundred million dollars? Uh, well, I mean, I'm not sure how the contract details work. I don't know if the last two seasons, the short um, answer to that is yes, of course it will be. Okay. So then, then you can't <laughs> knock the Gordon Hayward one though, because Gordon Hayward was an all-star as well, right? Before he got to Boston, then he got hurt. So here's well, my thinking on, on Gordon Hayward straight up with you guys. I think he got overpaid. That's, yeah. Um, I love him. I love the guy. Okay. I had him. Uh, this is just a terrible way of explaining this to you guys, but I had him in fantasy basketball, right? And I'm like, okay, what does he bring to my team here? But the guy could put up, you know, a 25 point game on any night, right? If he's got, he's capable of that. He's capable of having double digit rebounding games, okay? And he's capable of having double digit assist games. He is a great, um, you know, he's a solid. He's a sorry, not solid. That's kind of discrediting him. He is a good basketball player. Okay, he's a good basketball player. He's one of my favorite like do it all guys in the league. Okay, but I think if you're going to go to Charlotte, I think you're just going to be there to be a veteran presence because you have a lot of young players on that team. You got Melo. You drafted really well in Charlotte. You got uh, a guy, the guy from Duke, and you got some, um, you know, some scores in the second round. But uh, you know, you're going to be there just to to be a veteran presence. You're going to be there to do it all uh, to mentor. But 120 million for four years—that's just. I would have just—I would have done like a two plus one, like a two-year contract plus like a team yeah. option, and pay him around. I don't know how much he's getting paid. Like 20, 25. Right now, he is getting paid thirty That's million. That's too a year, much. Yeah. That's way too much, in my opinion. Yeah. I feel yeah. like I feel like go with the shorter contract, and then if he shows you something, he's healthy for a full year or two, then you pay him. I think yeah. it's just—it's—it's it's a statement for Charlotte. I think they need to show that they're willing to pay guys and that they're willing to get big name players there. Like they got they can't anymore. <laughs> well, but they got to make it attractive to get there, and they totally can't, yeah. bro. Look at what the Warriors did. They they paid Katie, Steph, and Clay. Don't even tell me they yeah. can't pay anybody. I mean, they didn't want to pay Kimba. <laughs> he has to throw the Kimba. He has to throw. I'm just saying. No, he did. They didn't want to Kimba pay him. Left. They didn't want to pay Kimba him. Chose to leave, bro. No, no. MJ did not want to pay him a super max or max. Yeah. I Kemba wanted to leave though. Mm. I can't remember. I can't remember if he took a pay cut. But real quick, Scotty, do you think Charlotte with Melo and Hayward are making the playoffs more than twice, aka more than Kemba ever did in Charlotte? No shade. Oh yeah. Just... No, one hundred percent. I don't think. I don't think they're gonna make it this year. We went through the roster last year. Why are you Hayward? If if Kemba had Hayward, are you kidding me? They make the play. They make the playoff more than two times. Bro, you guys are always going to use the same excuses. (laughs) Oh, bro, you keep making these excuses every single time we're talking about. Oh my god! I didn't mean to start a war. No, they're not. Do we need to answer your question, CJ? They are not making the playoffs this year. 
I do see them making it at least four times in eight years, though. <laughs> <laughs> at least 50% the of the time, they'll make the playoffs. Better off. Bro. At least an eight seed. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. yeah. Something. They'll, they might they might even win a game in the playoffs. Shoot. You're killing me, bro. Next <laughs> All right, topic. we'll play a little game here called Worth the Max because some young guys got paid in the last, this past weekend. So we'll talk about these players here. De'Aaron Fox, number one, he got paid five. He got paid one hundred sixty-three million dollars for five years. Um, the question is, is he worth all that money? Absolutely not. Okay. <laughs> That's all I have to say. Explain, <laughs> explain, dude. You're telling me De'Aaron Fox is worth how much? One hundred and eighty-three million dollars. Sixty-three million dollars. Sixty-three million dollars. What has he done for the Kings organization? Or what has the Kings organization He's done for him? Dead. He He's the best 21 player. And seven. He's not a bad He's best player at all. I'm not saying he's a bad player. I'm just saying $163 million. That's a lot of money. You're a star player. That's true. Jack, you're a Kings fan. I think, so, I think it's totally worth it. They need to keep him there. Yes. He is the future yeah. of that team. And you know what? I think that eventually if they can land – they just need to land a couple of players – and they can and they can grow. I, I really think so. De'Aaron Fox is an excellent, uh, an excellent uh, point guard, and he will lead them to big things. They All need right, to- let me let me let me explain myself here. Now, <laughs> I think that's a lot of money going off with Jackson. That's a lot of money for quote unquote potential. But I mean, he's showing it though. Like he, it's he's showing it, but has he got? Has he gotten there? His talent is there. He needs some something oh, to complement it. I don't, you know, I don't think he's worth a max yet. Okay, so, so I think he's proven it. The contract to me is more of a okay. We're literally Sacramento. <laughs> people want to sign in. <laughs> people want to sign in Charlotte or not? Sorry, people. What the hell? People want to sign in L.A. People want to sign in New York. No, not even that. I wouldn't even say that. I mean, Brooklyn, <laughs> Golden State. Chicago. Golden State, uh, Chicago, Miami, all these nice cities. But, you know, and I've kind of noticed this with these small market teams like like Utah and, and Sacramento. You need to get guys. You need to hold on to guys, right? Because they would leave you in a heartbeat for big cities. So yeah. you got to lure them in with money. De'Aaron Fox is one of those guys. Um, I like the guy a lot. He's got a lot of potential. Um, he's he's gotten better, every I think, every single year. He's gotten better. Uh, you just need to hold on to him. He's going to leave you if you don't pay him. Okay, so I, what it sounds like is you're saying is he's not worth the max contract, but you have to give it to him because you want to hold on to him for the future because of his potential. Well, yes, I think you need to hold on to him, but he's also – chill. Right? But no, he will also pan out. I think he'll be worth it. You just got you, – okay. you need to develop him. You need to develop Marvin Bagley. You need to develop – hopefully hold on to Buddy Heald. Just hold on to those guys, and that, it'll, it'll all be worth it that contract all right moving on second player here jason tatum signed a five-year 195 million dollar contract is he worth the max 100 percent. and i i if you guys have anything else to say like i'm gonna be pissed like how is this man not worth <laughs> like the max jack jack we're, we're looking at you oh, bro because oh. you <laughs> all right well here's the thing with tatum the man the man can score but he's he's bad for the Boston team basketball thing. You know what 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 Boston does best play team basketball. Tatum is bad for it. Tatum is there 
He he does a lot of ISO ball. He takes a lot of bad shots, and he does he makes a lot of bad plays. He he is the shining star because he is the guy who has the ball at the end of the game a lot of the times. But he makes stupid decisions. So I guess long story short, is he worth the max? In a way, yes, but in a way, no. Maybe they should have offered him a little bit less money, but. Honestly, I think he could also end up being the destruction of that team. And if they ever think that they're going to win a championship with Tatum, that's not happening. That's not who's going to win them a championship. Damn. I'm I'm serious. If you ever watched Boston play basketball, they, he is not their guy. How? He's not the guy. So clutch. He's the guy. Okay, yes, yes, yes. But if you ever watch Boston play, he has lost them so many games through his stupid decisions. He's also like 21. I, I get that, Ryan. I get that, Ryan. I get that. But all that I'm saying, he had, whenever Kemba Walker or Gordon Hayward was the guy to ha- be having the ball and making the decisions at the end of the game, they were a lot better off than if Tatum did. Tatum has to step back and let the game come to him. He doesn't do that. He tries to make he, – he thinks – he his ego is way up here. He thinks he is that elite player right now, but he needs to let the game come to him. That's all I'm going to say about him. So I, I think where I come from on this is, do I think that he will eventually be a max like the max contract? Yes. So what I'm saying. So what I said with De'Aaron. <laughs> I I guess yeah. in a sense, yeah, but like I think that Jason Tatum has more of a more of the potential, more of the chance to do it. I just think for me, like he has proven that he is a great player, but to give a twenty two year old a max like a max extension for one hundred ninety five million dollars, like I just I just for me, like I realize you have to keep Tatum, like his his he had one more year left, so like I understand it. But like a part of me is like, damn, that's a lot of money for someone who hasn't even hit their like peak yet. Like you usually see these contracts like when you get like a KD or like a LeBron like right off their prime, right? Like right after their best year, like LeBron going to Miami or something. If he didn't have D Wade and like Bosch, like that's the type of contract you would see. And so like, do I think Tatum will like will absolutely live up to it? I think he will. But like at this moment right now, like I feel like he negotiated, hey, this is the player that I am and this is the player that I'm becoming and that I will become, and that's what got him yeah. that that max. I, I just think I think Tatum projecting Tatum in the next five years, he'll be a top five player in the league. Um and I'm gonna say it. He might be top three as well. Luca, Giannis, and Tatum. I think he'll be up there with those three. That's a fair statement. Um, so yeah, he, the guy hasn't missed the playoffs since he's been there. Yes, he's been on some good teams, but he stepped up. He's gotten better every single year. I saw this man like big. Step you know, there's only past. there's only one player I've actually seen with my own eyes just go at Kawhi. You know, fearlessly go at Kawhi Leonard, who is probably the best on ball defender, on ball wing. Um, in the league, and one of that guy was Jason Tatum. So, I think he's I think he's worth the max. Uh, the keys to the car are his now. Uh, losing Hayward, you lose one of those point forward guys. So I uh, I think going into next season, Brad Stevens is going to run a lot of their offense through Jason Tatum. Uh, he made an All Star team this year, and I, he's not going to stop. He, he's just going to keep getting better and better. Worth yeah. the max, in my opinion. Um, yep, 
I'm with you 100%. Our last one, we got Donovan Mitchell in Utah, small market team. He got paid five-year, $163 million as well. Uh, Utah had a pretty impressive run last year. Donovan Mitchell had a very impressive individual run in the playoffs last year. So question is, is he worth the max contract? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I, I think so too. Man, there's not much to say. I think he's proven himself. I think he's he's done enough for that franchise that he's he's earned it. Yeah, I think so. I think he's he's done enough. I mean, you know, he'll I guess he'll pretty much get better at this point. I you know, hopefully yeah. uh his team will develop around him more, I guess. But he's it's hard a, to say. He's an interesting option because He's had some pretty impressive uh, scoring outputs, pretty impressive performances. He can lead an offense, lead a team. But I guess it's just not attractive because they play in Utah. Same thing with uh, De'Aaron Fox. It's just not very attractive. Um, same thing probably what we're going to see with Murray or Jokic next year, or Murray um, especially. So it's just not very attractive because they play in very small market teams, the Rocky Mountain teams. I don't so, know if Denver is really a small market team. I mean, it's a smaller market team. Smaller market. It's not – I don't think it's not attractive to play in Denver. Like I feel like it's less attractive to play in Utah than it is to play oh, in Denver. 100%. So like I said, it's, it's very interesting how these front offices just say, okay, we're not going to lure in free agents like that. So we got to hold on to our pieces while we can. Like like Book is another example too. They, they gave him a max a couple years ago when he was you know, probably about the same age as Jason Tatum and De'Aaron. So you got to hold on to these guys when you can because uh, you're not going to be able to lure in guys every single year like, the Lakers or Miami. So it's, it's crazy how, how much the NBA has become centered around potential. Like yeah. they're so quick to jump the gun on things and just be like, this guy's got crazy potential. Let's draft him. Like this guy's got crazy Scott. potential. Like give him all the money in the world. <laughs> like it's just like the, like the, I feel like the NBA has like pushed this, like, okay, this kid's 19. He's got crazy athletic ability. He, he, he can shoot the ball kind of like, let's, let's run with him. Like he's gonna, he's gonna like kill it in the NBA. Um, and it's just like, it's kind of crazy how like you're seeing it now in these max contracts with like, you know, these guys that we yeah. just talked about where like, maybe they still have, like they still have stuff to prove, but they're yeah. making the most money on their team because of the potential that they've shown, like obviously the talent that they've shown and the potential that they can reach. Yeah. Um, so it's just kind of like crazy. Cause like, I feel like you didn't see contracts like these for guys until they've proven that they've reached that point yet, you know? Yeah. All right. Really quickly before we wrap this thing up, I have a question for y'all. Who do you think has had the best off season up to this point? Y'all know what I'm going to say. It's gotta be the Portland trailblazers, man. Talk to them. <laughs> Let me let me let me show you their roster real quick. So at point guard, we got the top three player in the league. Oh my goodness, Whoa, bro. Player. player in the oh league. My. Dame Lillard. We got Simmons. We got CJ McCollum, Gary Trent, Mello, Ronnie Hood. We they just got Derek Jones from Miami. They picked up Rocco from Houston. They have Zach Collins if he's healthy, Nurkic, and then they picked Cantor back up. That's a top four or five team in the West. 100 percent because it's basically it's basically the same team that they brought to the semis in 2018 and then they have more pieces i think covington was the most underrated probably the best pickup i think um in this uh offseason so yeah that was my pick ryan let's see let's hear yours you probably could go with your home team huh i gotta i gotta go with with my uh my colors here with the phoenix suns 
Um, you know, I got to mix it up here. I think that they've done a great job of adding pieces to the team and making them better. Uh, is it the best offseason in the entire NBA? I don't know. We'll see if the Suns fulfill the top four seed in the West. If so, then yes. Um, but I think Jay Crowder and Chris Paul so far, they got rid of some uh, some kind of deadweight cap space. Unfortunately, my man Frank Kaminsky had to go. <laughs> uh, 2K God, CJ, you know what I'm talking about. Oh, my God. Like 40 points. You know exactly what I'm talking about. I do. Um, but uh, I think they, you know, Aaron Baines is kind of a, a tough loss, but they drafted the guy out of Maryland to fill those shoes. Yeah. Um, and I think that I think that James Jones, that front office, Monty Williams, and and the playing staff, they they're uh, they're doing really well. Uh, so I think they've had a they've had a good a good off season. For those of y'all who don't know, most of y'all, uh, Frank Kaminsky nearly came back single-handedly came back from a 25 point deficit in 2k i was i was giving ryan the work in 2k and frank the tank nearly brought that whole team back had me sweating in my seat i literally threw frank in there at the end i was like screw it i lost anyways and he just he couldn't miss bro this man was was a microwave out there it was ridiculous classic classic moment jack who you got i'm gonna go with phoenix as well Yes, okay. sir. I think, Let's I, think, go. I think the CP3 pickup is huge for them. Uh, they are going to be, like I said, they're going to be number four. Uh, this is that's the that is the icing on the cake at this point. You know, having a point guard in there to officially bring that team together and play team basketball like they always should and always will. So, yeah, I'm surprised right. no one said Atlanta. Atlanta had a Ooh. big off season. Really talk, big it's not better talk, than the Suns, though. Talk about him a little bit, right? I mean, guy. they picked up Rajon Rondo, huge player for Trey Young's development, like mentally, I feel like. Um, they picked up Danilo Gallinari, big stretch four. Yeah, low-key uh, stud. With a healthy Clint Capella, and they drafted Onyeko Okongwu, who played Onyeka with Okongwu, who played with Lamelo in at Chino Hills, went to USC. He's a baller. So I feel like they have a they have a really good shot of being a top six team in the East for sure. Yeah, That's John fast. Collins, That's don't fast. sleep on John Collins, DeAndre Hunter, and Cam Reddish too. Good pieces. If they don't make the playoffs, y'all, I'm I'm gonna be on Trey's head the way Jackson Dame. Who's their coach? Who's their coach? Uh, Is my coach? Scott? No, Lloyd, Lloyd Pierre, Leonard, right, Leonard well, Pierce. Yeah, if they don't make the playoffs, he's getting fired. <laughs> I'm being I'm gonna be on Trey's head if they don't make the playoffs. Just letting y'all know my pick. This is a this is a no brainer. This is a no question. I'm going with the defending champions, Los Angeles Lakers. They're going to defend the crown this year. They 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 addressed some weaknesses. Uh, they got some key pieces back. Uh, LeBron LeBron's still going to be LeBron. AD still going to be AD. We got younger. I right, uh, ain't no stopping this team. We're going to repeat. Lakers back to back champs. Yep. Psych. <laughs> you heard it here first. Something right. four, baby. Suns and four. Lakers are four. You heard it here. All right, that's going to do it for today's episode of the Playing Rotation. Got to talk a lot of good basketball today, um, off season and the draft. It was fun. You know, we're, we're getting ready to kick off a new season already. Season starts in a, a month from today. So, you know, got to get ready. So make sure you listen to the Playing Rotation. Uh, college basketball season coming up this week. So the Ducks are on Wednesday, baby. Let's go. Yes, sir. USC, I think, is in the next couple of days. Uh, 
I don't know, not much to be excited about. But we're in the next couple of days. We'll definitely cover some of that in the coming weeks. But that's going to do it for today's episode. We will catch you on the next one. Peace.